You are listening to the Center Church Podcast. Center Church is an unapologetic urban church in the heart of Richmond for the heart of Richmond. Our mission is simple, to empower people towards a life-giving journey with Jesus. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. As you're being seated, kids, go on back with Casey in the back. We want to thank you for hanging with us and worshiping. Give our kids a hand as they leave, please. They're the best. Yeah. Back in the day, we used to go, hoo, 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 hoo. Anybody remember Arsenio Hall? No? Just me? Okay. Great. Well, listen, welcome, everyone. I'm Stephen Poor, and it's my task to embarrass myself often. And uh, I am one of the pastors of this community. And if you're new or newer to us here in this community, would you do us a favor? This is a connect card. This helps us connect with you and and helps you take next steps with our community. Um, So if you don't mind, go ahead and fill this out. In the back, there's a gold plate. We're going to have you move around the service a little later today. You can drop it off there. If you don't mind, please do that. So I want to take a second and pass the peace with your neighbors. Some of you introverts, you have a hard time with this moment. I know. I get it. It's hard to talk, but hopefully this question is going to be easy for you to share. When did you struggle? You're like, today. (laughs) With something that should have been easy to deal with, but found that the object of your struggle was far more challenging than you once thought. Maybe it was a jar that wouldn't give up its vacuum secrets. (laughs) Perhaps it was a week-long wrestling match with Comcast billing. I don't know. What is something that you've struggled with that should have been easy, but you found far more challenging than it actually was? Go ahead and share with your neighbor. Take a moment and share. What is something that you struggled with that should have been easy to deal with? Okay, come on back. Come on back. Hopefully you had a moment to share. Uh, Hopefully you didn't get your ear talked off too much. Uh, Listen, here is what I think is true about all of us because it's just kind of human. We all know what it's like to have sleepless nights. Sleepless nights of tossing and turning. Maybe because of our past mistakes that we replay in our head over and over again, maybe the past lives that we held, Um, or or maybe it's just like some sort of shame that comes up in the middle of the night. It's always at night, isn't it? And you wrestle, so to speak, because it's not easy to deal with those things. See, we all know what it's like to have sleepless nights of tossing and turning. We all know the darkness of night when we're grieving the dawn of the next day. You know what I'm talking about? When, you, when you're, you're lying awake at night and you, you just can't face what's ahead of you the next day. You know, I feel this deep in my core. If, I, if I'm just being really honest with you, it, it's been hard to partner two churches coming together as one. I've, I've had to grieve. I've had to grieve what was, what my expectations were, what I was hopeful to be, what I was hopeful to do. I've had to grieve some things 
I've had a lot of sleepless nights, staying awake, wondering if this was right. God, is this the right decision? Am I doing what is best? It's been hard to have a different worship experience, to play songs that aren't familiar with me, to sing, to meet new people that think differently, talk differently. It's been hard. I've had a lot of sleepless nights. I've come to realize that wrestling is never painless, is it? But what's true is that wrestling is always preparatory. Wrestling is never painless. Those sleepless nights, the hard moments, the shame, the memories of your past, the mistakes that you've made, the people that you've hurt, wrestling is never easy, is it? But it is preparatory. And I'm reminded of Romans 5, 3 through 5. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character offers us hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In other words, God's nature, love, has been poured out into our hearts for our future hope. For those of you that are deconstructing right now, for those of you that are kind of peeling away the layers, you know that this process is painful. For those of you that are going through therapy, that meet with your therapist weekly, you know that it is painful to rehash harmful moments of your past. But wrestling is never painless. Wrestling is never painless, but it's always preparatory for something more. And what Romans, what Paul tells us is that it is a future hope of a love poured into our hearts. This is why we love Brene Brown. There is something about vulnerability that extends the gift of hospitality and love it's being vulnerable about those painful moments that somehow offers us this deep, deep healing in our hearts. But here's what's even cooler, is that it extends healing to our neighbors. <laughs> Wrestling is never painless, but it's often preparatory. This is what makes our scripture reading such an iconic story. It's because we identify with it. So let me give a little bit of context to our scripture reading. Before Israel was a people group, before the Israelites were the Israelites, before they took up space as enslaved people in Egypt, before they had their own space in Canaan that they would eventually call Israel, Genesis shares this narrative of the forebears of their beginning. And begin, and in particular, it's a story about Jacob and Esau. Jacob um, has not and will not be the perfect example of a human being. In fact, it's pretty hard to like Jacob, if I'm being really honest. Jacob was the youngest of his twin brother and spent a majority of his young, younger years being somewhat duplicit. And this comes to a head when he ultimately steals the birthright of his brother Esau and his blessing from his father, Isaac. Well, their mother, Rebekah, caught wind that Esau was going to have Jacob killed and 
Rebecca does what any mother would do and sends Jacob off to a foreign land, to a foreign territory. And it's at that point that Jacob then took not one, but two wives and a bunch of slave girls. And he stayed in exile for 20 years. Eventually, God told him, hey, you need to return back to your land that you've been exiled from. But in order to return back, you actually have to go through the land, the territory of your brother Esau. And oh yeah, he's amassing 400 troops waiting for you. This is the context in which we approach this story. And so Jacob, as he's about to cross the Jebek River, he does what any good man does. He sends his wives across first <laughs> with gifts to give to Esau. I do this often when we hear a loud noise in our home. When there's a spider, I say, no, Devin, wait. Don't go down. Take this big book first, just in case. <laughs> uh, so back to our story. It's night, and Jacob is alone. And a man, seemingly out of nowhere, starts to wrestle him. And I'm sure in this moment, this is like sheer terror. Like having somebody tackle you in the middle of the night is terrifying. And, and there's a lot of lore around the river that evil lurks within the river and that evil only comes out at night. And it can't be um, uh, seen in, in daybreak. Sounds like a vampire. And guess what? This man begins to wrestle Jacob and Jacob holds his own. Jacob is able to fight back. Jacob for hours is able to kind of keep this being, this other man, at bay. He's able to wrestle with this human. Does this sound familiar to you? Sleepless nights, painful past, an awareness of shortcomings. Then we read in the story, before dawn breaks, the person he's wrestling touches him on his hip, and he shows his supernatural power by damaging Jacob. He pleaded with Jacob to let him go before daybreak. Let me go, Jacob, before daybreak. But Jacob refuses to let him go until this, what he now surmises as this like heavenly deity, blesses him. And look what happens. Look what happens. God does something. He realizes it's God and God does something. And I want to pay attention to it. But first, I think it's really important to remember that in Jewish tradition, you're not supposed to look God in the face. Some of us find this part kind of weird where, um, where God like can't experience daybreak. What is he, like a vampire? Is he a monster? But no, God is attempting to protect Jacob. You can't see my face. You can't encounter the fullness of who I am. So I have to stop wrestling with you. I have to touch your hip so that you'll let me go. So to protect you. It seems that this God man was trying to protect Jacob. Isn't it funny how sometimes the most painful moments in our life can actually protect us from further harm? Have you ever had that experience in your life where you've realized maybe that harmful or painful thing, maybe that relationship that came to an end, maybe the job that suddenly 
you were told that you were let go of. It came to an end, but you realize later on that it actually was a blessing, that it actually protected you from something more harmful. At first glance, our instinct is to ask, what kind of God becomes human to wrestle with Jacob? What kind of God would make himself a frail human, allowing to be overcome by mere mortal strength? And I think it's important to note what kind of God we're dealing with here when we're wrestling at night, when we're encountering some of the hardest moments of our story. Are we dealing with a God that punishes us for our mistakes in the past? Are we dealing with a God that keeps records of right and wrong? Are we dealing with a God that is disconnected from our plight and lording over us? All these things at night can feel true. But this story shows us something different. What this story reveals is that God prevails with us, not over us. God becomes human to wrestle with, not lord over us in our dark moments. Are you with me? This is a supernatural God that wants to join us in our painful moments. This is the kind of God that would become flesh to battle humans, even die to its own self so that humanity might be able to thrive and know the good news of a God that has not abandoned its creation, but rather walks with creation, wrestles with creation. So in your dark moments, in your dark nights, in those times where you remember the painful past, you are not alone. There is a God wrestling with you. Jacob refuses to let go of this God-man until he is blessed. And look what happens. Instead of blessing, this God-man asks Jacob, hey, what is your name? And Jacob says, I'm, I'm Jacob. Then the God-man replied, his name was no longer Jacob, but Israel. The reason given for the name change is explained as you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked the wrestling creature his name. And look what happens. Why is it? Why is it you ask my name? And it was there at that moment he blessed Jacob. Observe what's happening here. God doesn't tell Jacob his name. He blesses him. Twice, God doesn't give in to Jacob's desire. When Jacob asks for a blessing, he gives him a name. And when Jacob asks God his name, what does he do? He gives him a blessing. Isn't it funny that in our deepest struggle, God doesn't always give us what we want, but exactly what we need? Isn't it funny that God doesn't always give us what we want, but exactly what we need? It's not about what we want, because sometimes what we want, it might actually be more harmful to us. But when we're wrestling with God, when we're willing to trust that God is with us, even in our darkest moments, our hardest circumstances, then we recognize we might not get what we want but rather we can trust that we're getting exactly what we need.
that's a God that is not removed from humanity. And I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know how you're feeling or what you're sensing. But I do know that what, you're, what you've got going on God is with you. God is with you. I don't know what will come of your future. I don't, I don't know if you'll make the right decisions in your life. Lord knows Jacob did not. But what I do know is that God's plan is to keep you. It's to protect you. God's invitation is to trust that he is with you, preparing you making a place in your heart so that God will be your future hope, your future transformation. And so no longer you have to go through bouts alone because God's nature is to Lord with, not over. God's nature is love. And we can trust that. Join me in prayer as I invite the band back up. have ideas of God maybe the God that you've been formed by as a cosmic cop maybe the God you've been formed by is the rule keeper maybe the God that you've been formed by is sick and twisted Maybe the God you've been formed by has told you everything that you're not. But I'm here to tell you that this God's name is love. May that rest over you. Holy God. Holy God. We wrestle. We stir, we fight. We twist and we turn. We weep, we cry, we have loss, we have pain. We have suffering, we have longings, we have hopes, we have dreams that never come to fruition. God, help us not define who you are by that. But may we experience your loving nature a God that wrestles with, a God that is preparing us for a future hope, a God that is laying the groundwork for a kingdom come, an RVA as it is in heaven. In the name of the three in one.